Hi, Matt. Morning, Thomas. <laughs> Welcome to another day. A beautiful day. The sun is shining, bathing our campsite here in gorgeous warm light. What did you think of this morning's sunrise, eh? It was magnificent people. We climbed a little way up the mountain here from our campsite uh, to get above the trees. Mm. And through this beautiful snow gums, I found one of the best snow gums I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you said, you said it was girthy. <laughs> a lot of girth. I, I was relating to it in a very strong way. And beautiful twists of yellow colour up through the trunk. Yeah. I'm going to come back and get it with beautiful fresh snow on it and mist through the forest stuff like that but anyway we got this gorgeous light hitting uh, the top of feather top and uh the moon setting behind mm. mount hotham itself and so what's the game plan today then we're gonna we're, we're, we're just having some brekkie now watching the sun come up over the tent mm. what are you having for breakfast Matt? i'm having a little bit of instant oats and it's okay could do some honey okay um, <laughs> he asked me whether or not <laughs> i had honey just before yeah like i carry you know like 500 grams of honey around with me like I was a squeeze have, tube just I was so you have some fresh honey with like little honeycomb bits in it <laughs> but um no alpine bees me, where we are let me just go and search the forest for some fresh honey for you matt foraging back in a couple of days yeah yep but no, having some porridge had a coffee gonna have another coffee i reckon and then get ourselves packed up and then we've got a pretty Pretty brutal 25k hike today. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Mm. <laughs> Just see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, one of the nicest things about doing this kind of camp trip for everyone who's desperately going out to Paddy Palin, um, drop my name there. Um, <laughs> they had another sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> I can tell you Thanks. now, the uh, the best thing about it is waking up in the morning with beautiful dry, dry feet okay. and then putting on literally frozen socks yes. and then inserting those frozen socks into very frozen and wet boots. And, and then what's even worse is that then they just kind of warm up and it feels normal. And that's not right. <laughs> this is the new normal. The new normal. Well, anyway, I reckon we should hit the intro and then we can introduce our topic at the end of the day. Let's go, Maddie. Bye-bye. They're a little bit loose. A little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Howdy, Tom. Hi, Matt. You're sounding down. What happened? <laughs> Who died? It's been a big day. It's been a very big day. Oh, crikey. I think it's one of those things like we we originally had this plan for an extra day but the weather's closing in so how far do we go today tom 25 kilometers apparently we cracked out 25 kilometers up the most stupid hills and the <laughs> most depressing thing was that where we camped tonight first of all it is insanely windy and ridiculously cold but it is also at the top of a hill and the last three and a half four kilometers which was entirely uphill and very high altitude actually it was like stopping every 50 meters to take a breather it was uh, a difficult day that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> but i tell you what a, a, a indian chicken in pilaf out of a bag has never tasted so good oh, that, that good was yeah dinner. dinner was great aside yep. from the wind but uh i tell you what's even better lying in this bed with you. I mean, lying in this bed. 
lying in this bed, a nice warm sleeping bag. The wet socks have come off. Uh, Although you did try to hang them within inches <laughs> of my face. Like I, I thought it was, I was, I thought it was decorative to like, put them up, you know, hanging from the tent. I couldn't roof, see the but, other side of the tent because it's like you know the um the heat fumes that you get, like not fumes, the, the heat waves, the fumes off your socks made the other end of the tent blurry. Well, I'm cancelling that out with the lovely smell of deep heat that's going on my back. Actually, it has cancelled everything out. That's it's, all I can say. <laughs> you will never be able to get that smell out of your nostrils no. for days. Wow, yeah. I think we learned a lesson today. <laughs> we learned many lessons, but which one? There's so many of? lessons today. Um, yeah. Well, firstly, that there's a whole underground society of people who do nothing but go into the mountains and camp and ski yes. for like weeks on end. Yes, we and met they, two lots, didn't we? Today, what the hell are you doing? They're like, oh yeah, we've just got this camp that was set up, yeah. and like the, the kettle's on. Yeah, like, come uh, and come by and have a cuppa. And we're like, no thanks. We're still got to pub out another ten kilometres, and it was like two in the afternoon, and we still had ten k to do or something. I wonder whether like the uber wealthy people, they're like the billionaires <laughs> who just they don't have to work, and they all they do is just nick off to the mountains. And like these mountains, and you know, they're not. It's not great to be in Falls or Hotham necessarily. So they just go and find little private. Uber wealthy, uh, mate. They're skiing in Aspen and Colorado, you know, Vail. They're not here. So you're saying these are the people who, who generally can't afford to Correct. go to Falls Creek, so they're just hiding in the bushes? Correct. Yeah. Matt did get propositioned by a very cute girl, though. Actually, it was quite funny, wasn't it? I said to you, that was the start <laughs> of a very interesting online movie. Very keen. Very, very keen for you to join her for a cup of tea this afternoon. We were walking down, um, down the back past Cope Hut, and uh, these people skied up to us and they said, and we're just as we're passing their cabin thing, um, which is in the middle of nowhere, by the way. It's like the Rover's cabin or something, cabin. And uh, and they're trying to get us to come in for a cup of coffee. And my God. They were adamant, weren't they? We were like, yeah, we've really got to go because we've got like 12 more kilometres today to get to Bogong. And they're like, oh, the kettle's already on. We're like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening, um, don't be offended. <laughs> no, please. We genuinely we, were in a rush. We, yeah, we, And we did we did say thank you. That's very kind. We did. It was a very kind we offer. We were very appreciative, yeah. I hope. Yeah. We just didn't take them up on their kind offer. But is it fair to say that that span today between Cope Hut and essentially where we are now, which is Mount Nelsie? Nelsie. N-E-L-S-E. If you want to look that up on, yep. the, on the Google Maps or people. Or do you want to look it up on Weather Zone just to see what we're going through at the it's moment? It's 1,850 metres high. Yeah. So it's not it's not short. It's not small, is it, mate? No, it's not. And no. uh, it was probably... There's other things that are pretty small at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word inverted is... Um... <laughs> but anyway... Um... Hiding... But 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 we we learned today that that's a very boring, boring. stretch of the Alpine region. Here we, I tell you what, after day one, people, just to frame this up for you, after yesterday's hike, which was day one, we were like, ah, oh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna do this when there's heaps of snow around and we'll we'll schedule it in for next year. And then after day two, we're like, yeah, we're not doing this again. No, hold on, that wasn't because we're like. You know, we didn't have a falling out. No, we haven't yet. No, tomorrow. we've got another day. Yeah, tomorrow yeah, exactly. might happen. There's plenty of time for that yet. No, just very boring walking along an aqueduct that runs from sort of Cope Hut all the way, you know, within about five kilometres of where we are now. So how many? That would have been about 10K, wouldn't it? And look, it wasn't... It wasn't... K of it. And the problem was that half of it wasn't covered in snow. Yeah, so you... Uh, yeah. So we're either taking our sh- snowshoes off or having to walk on dead grass in snow uh, with our snowshoes. 
Is it fair to say that, like, really, I think the, the lesson, though, is that we went into this thinking with all these photogenic opportunities and it was actually beautiful. It was boring from a photography perspective, but it was still lovely. Like, I think, I think most it, people would enjoy that as a walk. I think it could have been more photogenic had it been better snow conditions and or snowing because they would have been very photogenic, you know? Cope Hart, we would have gone off and seen Wallace's hut as well. Mm. Um, yeah, just when the sun's out and, you know, the, the snow conditions are very benign, it's... um. I took, literally, I took some great photos this morning because I climbed up the mountain from the tent. We had a great sunrise. And we had a great sunrise and the moon was setting and I took some, what I thought were quite nice photos of Mount Feathertop. But other than that, the camera went away. Yeah. And I took nothing else on the phone, even with the phone, mate. How they took anything with my phone? I reckon one of the other things from this is that this reminds me a lot about um, we did this Western Australia loop last year. Uh, it was we did three months away, and we we went beelining it, but we were in a you know we had to keep moving. And I feel like today was a bit the same. Where the lesson I'm constantly learning and never learning, or learning and then completely forgetting, <laughs> is it's all good and well to schedule this sort of stuff, but it's so hard to be creative when you have to be somewhere. And like today, we had to knock out 25 kilometers. We actually got to our campsite after dark already. And you just sort of think like, there was a couple of spots where there's some nice snow gums and things, and there was a potential there, yeah, but we just rush. didn't have time to do it, you know? No, you can't, you're quite right. And, and if you're gonna do something like this, you just wanna give yourself all the time in the world to be able to do it. And that way you can stop and you can go, well, this would be nice to see sunrise from here, so let's camp here the night. You know, um, we are unfortunately in a little bit of a time pressure with uh, other commitments on this weekend, as well as the weather turning a bit foul tomorrow. So, anyway. But it was good. Lessons learned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, Mary Trentino is now responding to your messages, but not to mine. And she says she was wishes I was as funny as Tom. Oh, no, wait, wishes Tom was as funny as me. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Oh, gosh. And Nick Fletcher, yet again, gets a mention because I'm so proud of you both. Has he, like... I think he might he, be... He's been drinking. He's definitely he's been, been drinking. He's been drinking. Or maybe Nick Fletcher has been training us to a point and now he's going to, like, open up as a real human. <laughs> And we're going to realise he's not an alien. I think he probably thought that we wouldn't do this, we wouldn't be able to do it. And now he's kind of like, wow, these guys are actually smashing this out. Because remember, he, he sees himself as like, you know, the Mr. Adventurer. He is a bit of Mr. Adventurer though. You know, like he can do anything and no one else can do what he does. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> yeah, well, so let's move Anyway, yeah, it's a podcast, yeah, not just us. That. Like, you know what, this is actually where... This is going to probably be when we don't wake up in the morning. This is where we just get delusional and drift off talking about, you know, God knows what. And this will be the last record of us alive. What do you mean? We do have the ventilation, uh, the vents open and the tents. So there's no asphyxiation happening tonight. Thank goodness. No. But it no. does worry me sometimes. What asphyxiation or death? <sighs> this can be one of those podcasts. We've got to get really deep now and it's like... Yes, yes, <laughs> let's do that. Tom's realising his age and it's... <laughs> Still coming together. I did, I, as I crawled into bed tonight, I did say to Matt, "Who does this for fun?" And we're not doing this. Ever. I'm not going snow camping ever again. <laughs> not until the next time I decide to come out. No. And I take... t- halfway up that last hill, I was like, 
this is actually lost all appeal. <laughs> like all of it. And even when we got to the top, I was like, I'm yeah, still not yeah, happy about yeah. it. Well, you know what? I, I said that I wasn't going to leave you. I said, I'm not leaving my wingman. But I did at the end just push on a little because I wanted you to see me at the top and drop my pack and you could go, oh, right. Thank goodness. That's where we end up stopping. Is that okay? Is that how you felt? Not really how I felt, but... Well, <laughs> I just saw you disappear off the, he left the distance with my tent. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this, but this, that's our shelter. Bye. <laughs> no, it was good. Oh, I thought yeah. that was a little more encouraging. But anyway, so <laughs> we are within sight of the finish line, so to speak, <laughs> other than it's nine kilometres over the other side of the mountain. Mm. But uh, we're, we're camped um, about, uh, I don't know, five, six kilometres from the drop down into Big River. And then we go up the other side and climb Mount Bogong tomorrow, which is a thousand vertical meters. Which let's just not think that that's going to be very far. That's yeah, we're not going to think about that very much. No. Um. Cool. And f yeah, any other photography things that have come out of today, other than the fact that you didn't take any, <laughs> just with the podcast thing. Um. Well, we touched on the fact that you know, obviously, if you're rushing or having an agenda, it's it's hard to be creative. I reckon it's almost like being on a tour. You know when people go on, like, they book, like, a European tour and they go to, like, 14 cities in five yes. days or something. Yes. And you go, you're not going to get any good photos because no. even if you've You'll found see a the lot. right spot... Yeah, 100%. You'll see a lot, but you won't no. get any good photos of it. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, but also, too, I think you'll find that when you're out in these sort of environments, it is difficult to concentrate on the photography because you're trying to stay alive <laughs> I was thinking the exact same words I was like tonight the sun was setting the light was bloody beautiful and you're like we should just go up to the top of that mountain we could just ditch our packs and go up the top of the mountain and set the photos and as soon as you said that I was like the sun will be down by the time we get up there oh uh, did you think that yeah you and it was. It. it was yeah I did well, I said no, the sun we got down. up there and it was we how many photos did you get yeah uh, I took two or three because yeah. it wasn't that exciting but we got up there right but there right was beautiful time. light about five minutes earlier had we pushed a little bit hard earlier, I think we could have got something, but anyway. No, no I think... Um, we can't be yawning on a podcast like this. We've got to wrap this up. <laughs> we can stitch this one together just, with another with tomorrow night when we're totally you, shagged and have nothing to say. I'll just let you know, people, that we are yawning our heads off and it is 10 to 8. Yep. And I was ready to go to bed about 49 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, that's what happens, though. There's nothing to do. It's cold outside and you tend to just end up going into your sleeping bag getting cosy and warm and then you're so shagged from the day that it just makes sense you just got to get some sleep you probably sleep eight ten hours on these trips because how many calories would we have you know expelled today how well much i reckon would we i worked out so up? my little watch on the hike thing said that i we pumped through well i, I did i think it was twelve thousand kilojoules which is about four thousand calories that's a lot isn't it yeah and, and that, that doesn't count the fact steps? that we it doesn't count the fact that you're carrying a pack you know yeah um, but anyway uh, it was a lot of steps especially because snowshoeing you shuffle you really are shuffling yeah, like for every one normal step you got like four little shuffle you're not snow striding steps. out are you no no yeah but anyway uh, well, we did 40,000 steps in that in that 35 kilometer walk on Sunday so we would have done like what 30,000 Today, so. oh, Tom's making me pull out my statisticometer. <laughs> it's hard work and it doesn't get easier as you get older, does it? 
Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I get stuffed. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, no, I can even think it. back, you know, five, six years ago or more when I came out and did this sort of stuff and it was hard, hard work. Definitely wasn't easy. Can I show you how badly my phone has done a job of tracking this today? It says that I only stood up for seven hours. Yes, well, well, that's probably about right. No, it's not. We were no, up we at left 6 a.m. I've been awake at, for 11. We left at 8.30 and we finished at 5.30, so that's uh, nine hours. No, but it tracks, it says you... It and then all you, of the rests that we took. It considers you standing to be right. standing for two minutes to the hour. We've got to wrap this up. I'm going to fall asleep. Like, like I even had a sleep at lunchtime. You did have a sleep at lunchtime. Oh, I didn't. I went for an explore. Oh, and I didn't tell you what I did. Oh, tell me, Matthew. Cope please. Hut. Cope Hut. C-O-P-E. Cope Hut, yes. Has a visitor's book. And the Matt and Tom's Excellent <laughs> Photography Podcast has now visited Hope's I did hear Cope you Hut. shout out something like... What's the date today or what's the time or the something, date, didn't you? Yeah, I think I put the wrong date in there. But anyway, okay. we've been there. So but, oh. um, so if you go to Cope Hut um, or if you want to just go onto our Facebook page, you can see my terrible handwriting with my me scribbling that in there. Oh, did you take a photo? Yeah. Oh, good on you. Yeah. All right. Well, well team, we're going to get some... Any more words of wisdom or not? No, not really. The only thing I'd say is that if you were thinking of doing something like this, probably don't. Don't. Um, no. And secondly, because <laughs> believe me, we've done it already, and it's not not worth it, and we won't be doing it again. No, we, we we but we will definitely do a couple of like two night trips out to specific locations rather than just. This is a pretty bloody epic I'm gonna, run. I'm going to set the the guidelines right here and now that if we have to walk for any more than four hours, it's not happening. Each day. Yep. No I mean, more than four hours. Like, that's a nice sort of comfortable, you know, 12K, mm, something like that. Time that's to nice. Do, time to do a bit of everything. You can then just, you know, you can chillax, you can take photos, you can then set up your tent early, you can go for a bit of a wander without the pack on. That's how I normally do my snow trips. It's much more pleasant, mm. enjoyable. And that's what it should be about. It should be enjoyable. Yep. Well, mm. lucky we're having a lot of fun together. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah. team, we will... Uh, Catch you in the morning. Let's do it. Oh, Thomas, sitting by the fire. <laughs> sitting by the so fire. So good. So good. We have landed ourselves a very comfy spot here um, at Cleve Coal Hut, owned by the Bogong, Bogong Ski Club. Ski Club. They've welcomed us with open arms, both beautiful Heidi, Jake, Jason, and Josh. It's not, not, not that that was difficult to remember at the end of Monday hiking. <laughs> it took a lot of brain power for me to come out with that. But anyway, it's uh, just to describe it to you, it's a beautiful stone hut. It's got a little canara. It's got bunk beds. Uh, a lot of quirky characteristics that tell the charisma of the place over the years. We've also say? been told there's a, um, a fantastic warm rat family that, <laughs> warm. that warms you at night as they scurry across your sleeping bag and steal all your bits and chew all the stuffs. There is, so, There are bags, multiple shopping bags and uh, dry bags hanging from the roof. Uh, not for decoration. No, although order. it is quite, it's almost like a, uh, a Vietnamese New Year with all the lanterns floating. Something like that. Yeah. I can see a, a colourful rainbow lay over the, hanging over the fire there. I'm sure that's for some shenanigans later on in the evenings. Now, needless to say, Tom, this is all sounding very like we're in a 
cabin, hut, really remote and whatnot. But there was a full-blown bar happening last night. Not that we were partaking because no, we, we were being sent no, to we words. behaved ourselves. We were very good. But there's a unusual. soda stream. There's, they had Russian mules going. <laughs> um, what else is going on? It was, it was just, um, it was it was very civilised with some beautiful music going with the fire. It we, was, didn't, we didn't know where we, we were. We'd yeah. been transported to someplace else. It did make going back to our tent which was um also maybe missing a pole um <laughs> slightly less appealing than what it normally I'll tell you would what be. it ruins you it ruins you when you get this sort of luxury because you get all warm and then you go outside and you realize that well this the cold hard reality hits. yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's that's fine but uh no. but yesterday yesterday big river crossing big river crossing my first river crossing by the way with all of the adventures I've done. Oh, I did tiptoe across um, the Threadbow River, the Snowy River at Threadbow a few years ago, but that was basically just, you know, rock hopping from one to the other. This is full on, guys, you know, taking your your pants off, your shoes off, tying your laces together, throwing them around your neck. And dare and- I say it's about an inch too deep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a, was just I a, speaking a little yeah. higher? <laughs> That's it. When you yes. can taste your own testicles, you know oh, that it's cold water it, and that it's a little too deep. <laughs> cold didn't worry me so much. It was more the test run that I did that worked out perfectly. And then the second time round going over with my pack didn't go off so well, did it, Matt? I didn't no. do it as gracefully. No, we've got a nice video. You can check that out on the Facebook group. But look, I'll be honest, you look like an acrobat who got hit by a flying bird. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it felt like. I was falling. I was holding onto this chain, and the oh, river like, was running quite fast. And I was falling backwards, and then all of a sudden, I was falling forwards. Worse still, to then potentially go in the drink with my twenty kilos of pack and tent and sleeping bag and everything else on. But yeah. I, I, you have to give me points for saving it, though. You did a really good job of I saving it because you went forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, <laughs> forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. Run, 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 run. run. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt tells me on the other side, here I am thinking that I'm an, uh, Matt's a newbie and I'm an experienced campaigner and all this. And he says to me, no, I've done, I've done river crossings before and, and telling me about his technique and thanks for passing that on before we actually did the crossing. Well, you did look like you knew what you were doing at the start. And to be honest, Tom, most of the time you act like you know what you're doing. So well, you got to fake it till you make yeah. it. But interestingly enough, you, you might not be, can you hear something in the background? That would be our new dear friend, Heidi, who is probably the most epic human in this hut. Oh, we need to bring her into the podcast. 100%. Come on, quickly. Heidi, Yeah. before you, are you heading out? No, she's not. She's put her day shoes on. Okay. She's just been out for a little morning ski to survey the hara- surroundings. And she's uh, now come in to join us with her hospitality. Heidi's going to tell us a little bit about herself. Well, can we say one thing first? Because this yeah, is, yeah, we'll this give is a, the person give the who has just been the first solo female. Is that female solo? Anyway, probably getting the wording wrong, but to cross the entire Alpine track. Six, seven hundred kilometres, is that right, Heidi? Yeah, six hundred and sixty-odd kilometres, I guess. In 60 days by herself, which, you know, Matt and I think we're doing something epic by being out here for a couple of days, you know, looking after each other and and spooning each other at night. And instead, Heidi's had to look after herself for a whole two months and do what is probably one of the hardest treks in Australia to do, if that said, not the hardest. I have looked at that map before. And if you look, there's a lot of towns with a lot of good pubs along the way. <laughs> is that so, right? She didn't tell us about that. <laughs> no. Right. Didn't, I didn't find any of them. <laughs> you didn't partake in any of no. those, Heidi? No, I didn't find any of them. Did you literally eat out of your, you know, backpack for the whole two months? Yes. You know, with no... Two months of dehydrated food. Delicious. Wow. wow. She dehydrates her own food, everybody. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Heidi. Come on. 
Don't be shy. Being completely roped into this, by no, the way. Just yeah, happened yeah, to yeah. walk into the hut at the right time <laughs> or yeah, the wrong just time. In, just coming in for a quick coffee. <laughs> oh, well, that'll have to wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't just, I love, any time I can get up into the Alpine is a good time. Just mm. get out into the wilderness. But you used to be a ski instructor where? Uh, up at Mount Hossum in Colorado. Right. Oh. Spent, spent most of my time. Eternal winters. <laughs> yes. They're Chasing unreal. winter. Wow. So yep. 14 years, did you say you did that yeah, for? Yeah, I don't know. I lost count. Right. Just keeps rolling on by. <laughs> and did you say you used to come up here as a kid and your parents would take you skiing as yeah, well? Is that yeah, up in Mount Mahotham. Got into your blood? Grew up, yeah, grew up skiing. Dad's right. avid adventurer with that kind of stuff. So yep. I guess so just that was what you do. Yes. Yeah, what you fabulous. do, yeah. Wow. Well, I can probably safe to say that you've seen some better scenery than either of us have ever seen mm. across here. And you can see, like, 100%, one thing that we've noticed along the whole way is that whilst we may not have actually taken very many photos because I think we just got caught up having to get from point A to point B, mm. there are so many spots you just want to go to. Like, you're walking along the track and you just look across the valley and you go, oh, if only, but then you realise it's probably like a four-hour return trip just to get across there. Well, four hours for <laughs> Heidi, eight hours <laughs> for us. Yeah, 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 a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the most memorable time you've had in the mountains? Like, have you got a favourite spot? I mean, we get asked this all the time. What's your favourite place to go to take photographs? But uh, any Anything above Treeline. So I, I love Mount Bogon. This is one of my favourite places. Right. Um. Getting out on the crosscuts or Viking area is always always a challenge and always, you know, you put in the hard yards, but mm. it's equally as rewarding. Yeah. Waiting out winter storms there, I've done a few. Mm. Spe- speaking of, we were, we, we, we were getting all G'd up last night from you, team, that we were going to be waiting out a bit of a winter storm today. Well, we are. We are. We're waiting we are it out, waiting mate. It we are. Out. This is this is epic. Like, oh, we just stalled. We, I thought we were doing a podcast. We might not survive this. <laughs> oh, we just stalled. It. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Oh, we've got to fill the time somehow, I guess. It's uh, it's looking a bit ominous out there. The, the bit, clouds are moving quite quickly, shall we say? It's a bit breezy. Yeah, it's a bit but that's breezy. okay. It never hurt anyone, I don't think. Yeah. Well, not that we hear about anyway. Mm. Yeah. If anyone wants to follow your adventures, Heidi, online, can they do that? Is there like a Facebook page oh, or an Instagram? I, or? I post out on um, Australian Backcountry and Australian Alps Walking Track. On Facebook? Yeah, yeah on yeah. Facebook. And um, I, if you're interested in looking at photos from the Australian Alps Wilder, uh, Walking Track, there's on Instagram, AAWT Winter Traverse. You can have a look. It's a private account, but if you're interested, just send a request and I'll let spaces, you in. Any spaces in that? Pardon? Any spaces? No, no like, spaces. So just all in lowercase. A A W T Winter Traverse. A A W T Winter Traverse. Yep. There yep. you go. And that's got a like a day by day photos with some comments. You can read Did along. You post every day as you were doing it. When I got reception, yeah, like right. I wrote what I wanted to post. Yes. And Worked out the photos and then, yeah, yeah. back posted. Right. So. Wow, that's very diligent. Is that because you just, you know, you're wanting to obviously share the story, share the love? Yeah, yeah. I just try, if you can inspire anyone to get out there and do it and, you know, all those who can't can sort of see what it's all about. Yeah. But, yeah, just, you know, girls can go out there and do that kind of stuff solo. Why not? It is pretty crazy to think, like, I mean, obviously, you've got you do the prep work. You were saying you were doing like twenty four weeks of training before something like that, which you know that's pretty intensive. But it's it is incredible to see. I mean, even just in our very very small little escape to a very tame part, comparatively speaking, it is so brutal. I can't picture what it must be like to do sixty nights straight of that 
especially when you get you how many nights were you days were you just completely weathered in 16 16 out of 60 <laughs> yeah wow stuck in a stuck in a, a tent or a hut if i got really lucky that was always that was glamorous when you get to the huts um yeah it was just 16 days of it, it, it's good to have some downtime and just mental break from it. Yeah, that like gives you a chance to catch up with yourself. Yeah, again. just just to have a you're not thinking what's next, what's the next ten meters, or what have I got to get done today? If I don't quite get where I want, where can I hole up? Mm. It gives you a nice, really sort of mental break. Yeah, it's, so it's not. Yeah, it's annoying that you can't travel and you can't keep moving the project forward, but having that breaks are really. Essential. Is because is, is there a time frame? I mean, obviously you can't do it forever because yeah. know, winter runs out and you've got other commitments. But yeah, I ga- I gave myself nine weeks and used what I guess eight weeks. Yep. About to yeah, do it and a couple of extra days. Right. Very lucky. Work was very supportive with the extended time off, and I needed an extra couple of days to finish it. So and they right. just said, yeah, no problems, oh, wow. which was really generous and yes. very thankful. Did you did they know or did you just turn up a few days late and go look? I didn't have reception. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. That's that's not me. No, they were really cool following along, and you know they knew about the prep, they knew about the meals, and all the all the I guess the logistics of getting it sorted and putting out the food drops. And wow, they were they knew. I think sharing the experience, they understood it a little bit more. So just tell us about the food drops because that might not be, uh, you know, a term that many people are aware of. During the summer, you had to go out to certain places, carry big loads of food and put them in, you know, big barrels of plastic, plastic barrels with food in them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just put everything that you need for the next X amount of days into a plastic barrel so it's weatherproof and animal proof. And you just put it at strategic places along the way so you can just pick up more fuel for your stove. You've got first aid supplies if you need extra ones if something's happened, repair gear and, mm. of course, all your you know breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Bundle it all up. You put it all in before the seasonal road closures come out um, oh, so before you, June. Are you having to walk into a lot of these places or are you driving pretty much uh, to the spot? Drive to most of them. Oh, there was good. probably two or three that I, I hiked in just yeah. specifically so I could have a decreased load and get to something quicker if something if I had to hole up for a while because of weather. Yeah. So sort of more strategic ones yeah. to ensure getting from the start to the finish. Mm. So you're carrying what a week's worth of food at any one time, or not even? No, probably five five days yep. at the most. Because of the weight. Yeah, yeah, weight just and the space. weight, weight yeah. and space, and just yeah, knowing I put in more points of getting more food than what I would do in summer. Just that if the weather was really bad and you have to sit, mm. obviously you need to eat. So you go through your food. You got to ration your food out because you know where you're going. But if you don't have to go so far, yeah, then it's easy. You know. You're getting food quicker. And do you, like with that, do you, would you say during that time, are you pretty, com- not comfortable, obviously, it's out in the wilderness and all the brutal everything, but with that sort of food rationing, do you kind of, is it, is it, are you going a bit hungry the whole time? Uh, no, because you, you know what you've got and what where you've got to get to. So you, it's more mental than anything. It's like you don't need to eat a ton if you're not going out and expending a lot of energy and you're sitting in your tent. It's just mm. not going over so you know that you've got enough for when you do need to fuel up and be active. 
So no, no, just like popcorn and Netflix binges on those <laughs> oh, those no, days. Are that going on? <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of Netflix watched in those five days, sitting in a tent, how and there you, was popcorn. <laughs> how are you keeping your phone charged all that time? Because just, you've obviously got portable charger, but then that runs out. So just having portable chargers in food in, drops along the way. And, yeah. And so so you just, are you swapping them over? Yeah, just swapping right, them in and out as right. you go along the way. Okay. Yep. So in summer, you can run a solar charger on your backpack and charge all your gear and charge a power bank and then yes. charge your gear along the way. But for this one, the, you don't get enough sunlight so to the run portable, a solar charger. Do the portable chargers last that long from when you charge them in the yeah. summer or whenever? Yeah, you don't lose too much with really? the new lithium ones. Right. Oh, here I am. I've literally been tucking my charger into my underpants every night trying to keep oh, it warm because yeah. I didn't want it to die. And, and now I get it. told that I didn't have to make love to my charger every night. No, 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 that's good. You know, that's... that's Warmth yeah, I, all my electronics go in the bottom of the sleeping bag at night yeah. just to keep them a little bit warmer. But, yeah, you just wrap them and put them in the middle of your bucket of food and it is insulates there, them enough. Is there a certain brand that you recommend above any other for those uh, power banks? I'm not sponsorshiped. I just did my research yeah. and I went for what looked like the lightest which, for the most. Which was what? Which ones? Um, It's got some anchor ones and signet. Right, so the two right. that I used, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I got a Signet one. You've got Signets, yeah. Yeah, they seem to be the popular brand out yeah. there. And if yeah. anyone wants, um, I'm going to probably put my my one up on eBay now that it's been <laughs> no, tucked into my jocks for three sweaty uh, nights. Oh, um, see if I can get some sort of worth uh, more? return no. on it. I don't yeah, know. It, you should sell it because it's a frigging brick. There is some interesting places. Yeah, it's, to be it is very large. We've both brought one. We probably needed one between two, not one each. Yeah, you say that, but you know what? The most one of the 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 hard not hardest, but like the 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 things about this that makes me really uncomfortable is running out of juice on that. Not so much for our own safety aspect, but the angst of like Laura at home, I think would just be, that would kill me knowing that I hadn't touched base on that end. So um, yeah, but no, you're right. I probably could have got away with about a quarter of what we had in the end, but here we are. Here we are All right, on the home stretch. Well, we should get to it then, Maddie. We should oh, get out there. Let's do it. It has been getting windy. I was just watching out the window. It's been just getting windier and windier. No, it's not. No, no, no it's, it's your not. imagination. Oh, no. oh, Let's geez. go. Yeah. All right. All right. Signing off, team. We'll see you on the other Thanks, side. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Take see care. Ya. Have a good day. See ya. Thanks for joining us for yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt both of whom are working photographers running workshops all over Australia and, of course, the world. Join us on one of our workshops, and in the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you stay up to date.